On today's show, I'm going to talk about are the doomsdayers right? Is the worst about to happen to us? I'm going to talk about what's happening in our nation this week, about the division that's happening in our nation, and I'll be answering your questions. Hey, I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. I'm so glad that you've joined me. Let me say a few things right at the top, and that is wherever you're watching this podcast, please subscribe and also leave a comment for us. I read all the comments, love to read your comment, but be sure and subscribe if you haven't already. And I also want to say we have the book, The Tipping Point Book. A lot of what I talk about on The Tipping Point Show comes from this book, and you can get this at uh, endtimes.com forward slash book. Also, we have a free book for you. If you want something for free, uh, you can text the end, T-H-E-E-N-D, to 31996. And we have a free ebook that we want to give you about the end times. So let me go into this uh, teaching uh, today. And the first part of this is for everyone. The second part of the podcast is for subscribers only. So if you're not a subscriber, you can go to endtimes.com, subscribe $7 a month, $77 a year, and you can get the entire podcast every single week. Plus, all other articles and podcasts that we have come out every single week. So we'd love to have you be a subscriber if you're not already. Now I want to talk about the doomsday predictions that are that are going on right now uh, in America and even related to the world. Um, now I am recording this on Tuesday, January the 19th. So the inauguration is tomorrow. And I want to say a couple of things about the inauguration. And the first is I don't know what's going to happen. I hear all kinds of predictions, some, some, you know, kind of conspiracy theorists that are out there saying, you know, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. And I just want to say, I don't know. And for that reason, I haven't made any predictions uh, leading up to the elections. And if the Lord would have spoken to me, I would have. Uh, but here's what I pray. I pray whatever happens on inauguration day. And if you're listening to this, you know, after the 20th, then you're going to know what happened. I pray it's peaceful. I pray peace for America. I pray that what happens in the near future, uh, that God will move on America one way or the other. It doesn't matter, you know, and I want there to be the right leaders in place. That's very important. I'm not saying it's not important, but I'm saying God is still God, regardless of who the president is or who the politicians are in power. God has the ultimate power. And I want to talk uh, in this in this show today about what I believe is happening today and what I believe is about to happen in, in the first part, this teaching part, my question is, are the doomsayers right? Um, you know, there's just, there's so many ominous things that are happening in the world right now. It's incredible. You know, Russia is right now, they say they have a hypersonic missile, uh, inter intercontinental ballistic missile that we can't stop. And of course, Russia, they're really not powerful, you know, compared to China or America, but they're just very mischievous. And they do have, have some very powerful weapons. And so, you know, you have them, you have China and all the nonsense with China. You have all the big tech companies. You have all the things that are going on. Plus, the World Health Organization is predicting worldwide famines that are coming up, food shortages that are happening right now, pestilences, you know, all the different things that are happening in the world. And many people are predicting doomsday, economic doomsday, you know, that the economy is going to get wiped out and you know, all these terrible things are going to happen. And, and my question is, is that right? Now, the one of the themes that you're going to hear me talk about 
regularly on the Tipping Point show is comfort, is encouragement. This is not a show to scare you to death and try to sell you end times, you know, prepper stuff. I don't do that. Is This is a show that's going to encourage you and help you to contextualize current events, the things that are happening. Well, in Luke 17, Jesus was asked about the end, you know, when the end was going to come and when the signs, what were the signs concerning the end? And we need to be very thankful that they asked him this. And Jesus went into great detail in answering that question. And this is how I want to comfort you today. I want to comfort you by letting you know there's not going to be a cataclysmic judgment that comes before the rapture of the church. And I want to prove it to you in the words of Jesus. So this is Luke 17. And he's now uh, describing future events to those people who just asked him. As the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the under, other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. By the way, that's the rapture. It happens in the twinkling of an eye up in the sky. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built, but on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day. Just remember that term, the day, because he's talking about one physical day. When the Son of Man is revealed, in that day he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there will be two people in one bed. Now, he's going to describe the rapture. This is an exact description of the rapture. I tell you, in that night, there will be two people in one bed. The one will be taken the other left. Uh, two women will be grinding together. The one will be taken, the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken, the other left. And they answered and said to him, where, Lord? So he said to them, wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. In other words, in the sky. Where are they taken? They're taken up into the sky where the rapture happens. So they came to Jesus and they said, Lord, what, what's going to happen? I mean, what, what are the signs of your coming? And he said, it'll be like the days of Noah. In the days of Lot. Well, remember, remember what Jesus is saying here: buying, selling, marrying, giving in marriage, planting, building. But business as usual. But Noah and Lot both lived in horrible times. There was rampant immorality, there was violence, there was rebellion against God, there was a business as usual attitude, and no fear of judgment. In the by the way, Noah and his family, eight people. They're the only people that escaped the judgment of the flood. And Lot and his two daughters were the only people who escaped the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah. So you're talking about a, a vast minority of people that were saved from those two plagues. And Jesus said, as it was on the day that Noah got on the ark, so it will be also in the day of the coming of the Son of Man. What is it? When Noah got on the ark, it wasn't raining. There had never been rain on the earth. Okay, and Noah was building this massive ship on dry ground. Looked like an idiot until it started raining, and he looked like a genius. But he looked like an idiot. But on the day that Noah and his family got on the ark, God shut the door. God God sealed them up in the ark, and then the rain came. The question is, did Noah experience a raindrop on his head? 
Was there any part of the flood that Noah was affected by? And the answer is no, negatively affected by. The answer is no. They were lifted above it. Likewise, we will be lifted above the judgment that's coming, the tribulation that's coming in the world. Now, now when I say, are the doomsdayers right? You bet they're right as it relates to after the rapture. Once the rapture is over with, it is a cataclysmic judgment that's coming in the world, but we're not going to go through it. That's why I'm saying it's encouraging. And the other reason it's encouraging is this is kind of the world that we're going to have when Jesus returns. It's not going to get a lot worse than it is right now. It could get worse. And I'm not saying nothing bad's going to happen, but bad things are happening right now. You know, COVID-19 and all the social unrest and the violence and political unrest and all that's happening in the world right now is pretty crazy. But this isn't anything compared to what's going to happen in the tribulation. He also says, as it was in the day that Lot went out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And there are people saying, yeah, we're good. Christians are going to go through the tribulation and all of that. Did you know that the angels that came into Sodom to get Lot and his family out, they said to Lot, you have to get out of here because we can't judge this place until you're gone and you've arrived at your destination. They were commanded by God. They could not judge Sodom until Lot and his family were out. He, he said, the day that I come, the day, the day, a day in history of Noah, Lot, and Jesus when he returns, it will be just like that. It will be a business-as-usual atmosphere in a very, very violent, immoral, rebellious world, business-as-usual, business-as-usual. It'll be just like that. Okay, what I'm saying to you is, when you hear people that are giving these cataclysmic doomsday predictions, it's not consistent with Scripture. What Jesus said is, it's going to be a very wicked world, uh, prejudgment, prejudgment, and then the righteous are going to be extracted then judgment's going to come, okay, just like the days of Noah and Lot. Well, I want to explain a word to you here. So when Jesus is talking about the rapture, by the way, this is a selective rapture, two people in one bed, one taken, one left, okay? God knows who belongs to him. If you're a believer in Christ, you've received him as the Lord of your life, you're ready to go and you're going to go. If you haven't received Jesus as Lord of your life, in other words, it doesn't matter who you're laying next to when the rapture happens. It matters who is in your heart, if Jesus is in your heart. Doesn't matter if your friends are Christians. It doesn't matter if your wife or husband or parents are Christians. It matters if you know Jesus personally. Okay. This is a selective rapture. But Jesus says one will be taken and the other will be left. Now, this is an interesting word, this word taken. Okay. It's the word paralambano in the Greek. Okay. Well, what's the significance of that word? In John 14, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he was using wedding language, Jewish wedding language. And he said, in my father's house are many dwelling places or many mansions. And he said, I'm leaving and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And as surely as I leave, I'm going to come back and receive you unto myself so that where I am, you may be also. Okay, so Jesus right now is at the father's house. He's preparing. That's what a Jewish a groom did. He was betrothed to his wife. They drank a glass of wine to seal the betrothal. Uh, he said to his bride at that point, um, I won't drink of this cup again until I drink it with you in my father's house. He then returned to his father's house for about a year. He built a place for he and his bride, a hoopah, a wedding chamber, a house, somewhere for them to live. Then he came back to get his bride. Okay, And so Jesus said, I'm going away to prepare a place, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to receive you to myself. That term, that phrase, receive you unto myself is paralambano. 
Paralambano is when Jesus returns from the Father's house. By the way, he's been there 2,000 years. The places that he uh, is uh, creating for us, you can read it in Revelation 21 and 22, the description of the New Jerusalem. That's the, that's the bride of Christ, the Father's house. Jesus is going to come in the twinkling of an eye in the air, and he is going to take us away to be with him. He's going to rapture the church from the earth. And during the seven years that the world is going through tribulation, uh, and by the way, a Jewish wedding lasted seven days. This is all very symbolic. We will be going through a seven-year wedding, the marriage supper of the Lamb, in heaven with Jesus. And so it's very important that we understand we are not like other people. We are not doomsdayers. In fact, if, if you don't have the right understanding of Scripture, you're terrified. Let me, let me read you a Scripture here, because some people say Christians are going to go. Luke 17 is a description of the tribulation, that, that we're, Noah, Noah and Lot, we're going to go through the tribulation, and Jesus is describing, you know, buying, selling, marrying, giving to marriage. That's going to way it's going to be in the tribulation. Here's what Jesus said about the tribulation. For then there will be great tribulation, such has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would have been saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then the tribulation, in Revelation chapter 6, the rider on the pale horse kills a fourth of mankind. Now that's around 2 billion people today. Then, in addition to that, in Revelation 9, three plagues kill another third of mankind. Revelation 8, by the way, the wormwood, the meteorite wormwood, the asteroid wormwood hits the earth. A third of sea life dies. It scorches a third of the vegetation of the earth. It decimates the earth. Okay, that's, so those are a few judgments. Revelation 16, all sea life dies. And I've just mentioned to you a few of the judgments of the book of Revelation. It's horrific. And Jesus said, if those days had not been cut short, no human being would have survived. Now, how can you possibly take that text of Scripture and compare it to buying, selling, marrying, giving in marriage, planting, building? You can't do it. Noah lived in a time where he was being mocked. God was being mocked. The world was in rebellion to God. But he and his family believed, and before the judgment of the flood, God sealed him up and raised him above it. Lot lived in a very perverse, violent, vulgar world. Uh, in fact, America's worse than that today, but I'm saying horrible. But before God judged it, he took Lot and his two daughters out, tried to get his wife out, tried to get his sons-in-law out. They wouldn't come, but, no, but Lot and his daughters got out. So I'm saying we're going to be taken out before that judgment comes. This is what Jesus was saying. And so here's what. Here's one more thing. I'll just use one, one more scripture. In Luke 21, 28, Jesus said, Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. And here's what I'm saying to you. We're not like other people. One of the reasons for prophecy is it gives us the ability to understand the times that we're living in in a positive way, in a positive way. In other words, Jesus said, when you see these signs of the end times start happening, don't get down. Don't, don't get discouraged. Look up. I'm on my way. Your redemption draws near. Let me tell you what redemption means. It means everything we lost in the fall, we get back plus some. We get new eternal bodies. If you're, I'm 67 years old. Let me tell you, I want a new body. I want it. I want it bad. Okay. If you're, if you're young, maybe you don't understand. If you're older, you get it. 
We get new, eternal, supernatural bodies. We get to live again in paradise in the presence of God. We get back total authority where we rule and reign with Jesus forever. Everything that Adam and Eve lost in the fall, we get back in the twinkling of an eye when Jesus Christ returns. And if you're tired of living in this world, which I am, I love my family, but they're all going with me. Uh, But this world is a rotten, stinking world full of evil. And when Jesus returns, we're going to a perfect place with our perfect Savior to live a perfect life for all of eternity. Jesus said, when you see the end times begin to happen, I want you to look up and I want you to lift up your head because you're just about to be redeemed. And that's my word to you today. Don't get down. Don't look around at the things that are happening in the world today and get discouraged and fearful and all that. And next week, I'm going to be talking about fear. I'm going to be talking about the 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 prophecy Jesus gave about men's hearts failing them for fear, and I'm going to talk to you about that. And so, but right now I'm saying to you, be encouraged. This is the type of world it's going to be. Will bad things happen from now to the time Jesus comes? I'm sure they will, but it's going to be pretty much like this. Buying, selling, marrying, giving in marriage, planning, building, all those kinds of things. Live your life, okay? And this, this is the way I say it. Live your life. Plan like Jesus isn't coming back for 100 years, but live like he's coming back today and you'll never regret it. Don't put your life on hold. Don't just stop living and just, you know, wait for Jesus to come. Live your life. Have a family. You know, do 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 the things that God has put on your heart, but understand Jesus is coming. Now, if you're not a subscriber, I'll see you next week. If you're a subscriber, stay tuned. We're about to go on to the next segment.